The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, we know that technology is changing our world, and our next guest believes what she's come up with will help change it for the better. Candace LaFleur is originally from St. Albert. She now lives in Dublin, Ireland, where she and her team have created a consumer-ready robot specifically designed to help your senior family member or loved one, maybe with dementia. The robot named Milo is a monitoring companion that is proving popular in Europe and is making its way to Canada. Candace, Candace joins us this afternoon from Dublin. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. All right, so tell us about the the origins of Milo. The seed was planted uh, apparently years back when you went through a major medical episode. Uh, can you share a little bit about that with me? Um, yeah, uh, I, I just had um, my twins. They were about a year old and we were living in London, England and I had had a, a major stroke, so a, a cerebellar stroke. Um, and which was a huge shock. I was only 32, and I was in the hospital in London for about two, two and a half weeks, and I was the youngest one on the stroke ward by a good 40 years, and uh, it, it was just, it was really tough, and there was this massive loss of independence. I'd had no background in healthcare prior to this, and I, I couldn't recognize who people were. I, I couldn't remember things. I I couldn't hold my phone, so I couldn't push buttons on it to, to call people and communicate. And it was just, you ended up just sitting there waiting for other people to come to you and to talk to you. And they wouldn't let me go home because there wasn't someone to monitor me 24-7 and make sure I'd be okay. So I started looking at, well, there must be some kind of tech support to help with this. And the only thing I could find was like an oversized remote control, which wasn't exactly going to solve anything for me. So I started kind of doodling what a solution to that might be. And then eventually I got a team together and I was doing my MBA at Trinity in Dublin and uh, we, we built a robot to, to help with those things. <laughs> okay, you, you built a robot, Candice. You make it sound so easy, but I suspect it wasn't that easy. Tell us about the process. Oh, there were a lot of tears and a bit of blood. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it was tough, but it was one of those things like there, there's this Lily Tomlin quote, I've always loved, and it's, I said someone should do something about that, and then I realized that I am somebody. And I think often we sit back and we wait for massive tech companies to make these solutions for us and assume that they know what we need or what we want, and that kind of stops us from doing it ourselves. So it was that Canadian in me that was like, all right, let's just go for it. <laughs> and, and like I said, I got a team together, and off we went. So from, so from the we, time that... We did all of our research in Ireland with families, um, we we hired in engineers, people with a similar uh, passion for it and a similar ethos. And then we were able to put this together over about three years, I guess. Wow. Wow. And and since then, so, okay, so now you have this robot. How do you get people interested in, in, in starting to use it? Oh, God, that's actually not been hard. Oh, <laughs> not good. been the hard part. Um, what, what we're aiming with Milo to do is he solves problems for people. So he solves problems for families who have an elderly family member that's at home by themselves or they're by, at home by themselves during the day and they worry about them. Or in Ireland, we found that there was a massive issue of people having to leave their paid employment to stay at home to look after mom or to look after dad or families taking road shifts and things. So how could we 
relieve that strain on families? How could we make it easier? So we put in a remote monitoring function and fall sensors and heart rate sensors. So if mom were to fall down in the home, for example, then Milo will recognize the fall and he'll go to her and then he'll video chat to you. So you can see what's going on. You can control what's going on. Mom can see and hear you and you can almost avatar into him during an emergency instead of wondering or having to be home or having to come by and do checks. So because he's solving these problems for people, it's not actually difficult to get people to, to want to use him. They're actually quite excited about him. So are you finding that um, it's folks maybe with, with elderly patients or elder, sorry, elderly parents who are still living at home um, that are using this or, you know, uh, folks um, who have parents maybe with some dementia or is it a combination of both? It's, it's actually turning out to be a wide range and people are coming to us with new uses for Milo that we weren't expecting. There's, there's a nursing home here who's now going to provide Milo to their residents on a waiting list to get into the nursing home. Um, there's, uh, the Autism Foundation in Ireland has gotten in touch. They want to start doing some research of using Milo in schools with kids to help with anxieties, to help with some social prompting and some, some other prompting issues. And then it is a lot of families and as well as nursing homes and hospitals are starting to use him as well for um, people that they've discharged that are socially isolated or they have, they have different kinds of issues. Um, people are using it for their parent with dementia or stroke rehabilitation. He's kind of all over the board, which we weren't expecting, but really kind of got a role with it. Yeah, really interesting. So all of the different things that I can do, you know, can check in on people that, you know, you talk about uh, video calls, monitors, health, that sort of stuff. I know uh, on the dementia side, one of the things when I have talked with uh, families of dementia uh, patients is, you know, you talk about memories, you talk about music, and you talk about those things that sometimes that can can trigger um, can can trigger that person that they once knew, and and Milo does that as well, doesn't he? He he does in different ways. So um, one of the things that he does is you can put into an app on your phone what that person's schedule is going to be. And if someone's coming to visit, Milo will not only tell them that the visit is going to happen, he'll also remind them who that person is. Here's photos, here's video, here's your relationship to them. And then 20 minutes before they arrive, he'll come and remind them again. He'll play music, he'll play videos, whatever you need him to do, you can just personalize through the app. So we're trying to trigger those memories and we're trying to make people more comfortable with transitions of, of meeting people and people coming into the home and people coming into their area. And it's been hugely effective so far. It's been really, really wild. Well, I guess one of the things on that front was, you know, if you can remind or do the gentle reminders in the in the minutes or even the, the, the hours coming up that someone's coming over or whatever it is, the, the, you're, you're, you're not startling uh, those people. And that can go a long way to curbing, you know, injuries or, um, you know, just uh, excitement or uh, anger or uncertainty, all of those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're really carefully monitoring quality of life metrics, which is really important to us. So we're measuring um, is the quality of life improving for the user as well as their family members. And we're finding that in most metrics, it's all going up except for typical ones with dementia, which are either staying the same or starting to decline a bit. But it, it's been absolutely fascinating in that um, one of the issues we've, we've been having is he does medication prompts. 
So mm. he'll come to find you in the home and he'll say, Mary, uh, it's time for your morning medication. And then he'll show her a picture of where it is. So if you keep it by the microwave, that's the picture that's shown. Or if it's the blue pack today, that's the picture that's shown. And then he'll also read out any instructions to take with it. Like it's time to take it with water or something like that. And what we were finding in our testing and trials is that if a person was to remind them of this, then there's a little bit of reluctance of the person because that, that human reminding them is usually bending over towards them. The user's usually in a sitting position mm-hmm. and they'll do it, but it's a bit reluctant. And then if like an Alexa were to do it, it feels like the house is controlling them. <laughs> but when Milo tells them to do it, they're like, oh, it's just a little assistant. And then they go off and do it. It's been absolutely fascinating. Candice, what kind of input did you get from from those who work with um, the elderly, with with dementia patients, with with developing this? Because I, I'm sure that there were, there were uh, lots of questions and maybe some concerns as well. There, there were, and we've taken it all as any kind of feedback we get is fantastic. So we've taken him as prototypes to dementia day centers. We've taken him as prototypes or even just concepts to go meet with occupational therapists. We've met with uh, dementia consultants in Ireland as well as in the UK. We've worked with universities on this project as well. We're getting as much feedback and input as we can and everything we get, we're able to kind of adjust and change. There's there's been some things like uh, Milo moves quite slowly. Uh, He didn't used to, but one woman in our home felt like she was being chased down the hallway by a robot, so we slowed them all down. So it's just, there's a lot of trial and error in his development, and we're just taking that feedback on board constantly and tweaking things. Okay, Candace, I can just probably imagine that there's some folks out there saying, you know, they have concerns that, uh, you know, robots are going to replace people and replace the care of people. How do you address those concerns? What do you say to those folks? Yeah, I'd say that it's a concern that a lot of people have. However, Milo and what his purpose is and what his functionality is, he's not able to replace people. It's just not possible. But what he can do is he can make it easier for people to be cared for as well as to give care. He's almost like a care assistant's assistant. So he's definitely not able to replace people. That's not what we're going for. We just want to make it easier on families and users as well as carers. How did you come up with the name Milo? Oh, um, it was actually... There's a nursing home in St. Albert that my grandfather was at, and there were quite a few residents with dementia on his floor. And when I went back home a couple of years ago to visit, uh, I heard people in their rooms, they would just call out, hello, hello, and the nurses were so rushed that they, they didn't have time to answer. So people were just continuously calling out, hello, hello. So that's when we decided that we wanted his name to rhyme with hello, but not much else, so that... When people call out Milo and they call out hello, then someone will answer. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so um, one of the other things, and I'm sure I can just look at my text line right now and just know people will be saying, okay, but not everybody can afford this. Hardly anybody can afford a, a robot. But you've, you've come up with something on that front as well. How do people or how are people yeah. uh, being able to use Milo? How are they able to have a robot in the house? How can they afford it? Well, what we've done, and, and my accountant thinks I'm absolutely nuts, but we consider ourselves a social enterprise. Um, and the Canadian in me really wants to make healthcare more affordable and accessible to everyone. So we don't sell him at all. We, we rent him. And we work with distributors in different countries, and they rent Milo out. So in, in Ireland, he's rented for nine euros a day, which is about 
just over 13 Canadian dollars a day, wow. which is cheaper than the cost of an hour of home care. And you get that 24 hours. You get that for as long as you need. Um, you may only need Milo for three months while recovering from a hip operation, or you might need him for three years. It, we didn't want families to have to buy this expensive robot and then be stuck with it if they no longer needed or wanted him. So we, we rent him to make sure that people can afford it. That's amazing. Now, how many Milos are there? Oh, <laughs> um, in Ireland, there's 300. Oh. In Scotland, there's another couple hundred. And we're actually sending a couple over to Canada shortly, which so- we weren't expecting, but hey, <laughs> off he goes. Off he goes. I mean, when you think about this, when you think of uh, how this started um, and that idea that you came up with in those weeks that you were in the hospital and the, the days and the weeks and the months afterwards, can you believe where it is now? No. <laughs> um, it, it always feels like he's never going to be complete. Um, we're working on getting him to use machine translation so he can translate for people because often people with dementia will revert back to a native language. In Canada, it could be French, but over here it could be Romanian, it could be Russian. So we're trying to get him to translate. We're trying to get him to do sleep and wake monitoring. We're trying to get him to do all these things. So it feels like it'll never, ever finish. But the feedback we're getting and the impact he's having on families is absolutely fantastic. We're thrilled. So uh, you said there's a couple coming to Canada. Would people in uh, in this area be able to um, access a Milo in the future, or we or we just still have to pump the brakes and wait a little bit? Like, what's next? Um, well, we'd love to to get a distributor in Canada. We usually work with companies that rent medical equipment to families, like wheelchairs and hospital equipment and hospital beds and things. We haven't yet secured one in Canada, but we're working with. Uh, a nursing home group actually in Alberta because we'd like to try bringing over some Milo's potentially. Um, and we've, we've got quite a few calls from individual users, but it, it's not, we're not able to actually send him there unless uh, we have a distributor. So I'm, I'm not sure it'll take that much longer because there seems to be a lot of interest. <laughs> well, Candace, congratulations on the success of this. And uh, I, I just think uh, the way that it's come about is uh, just a, a wonderful, wonderful story. And of course, you have your roots back here in, in St. Albert so many years ago. If people want to find out more information about the Companionator, the, uh, the Milo, where can they do that? <laughs> Yeah, our website is heymilo, H-E-Y-M-Y-L-O dot com. So all of our info is up there. And yeah, if you if you were interested in a Milo or you just wanted to know more, like just get in touch with us on our website. We've got videos of him uh, in action and, and stuff. It's, it's pretty, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of info there. Pretty exciting stuff, Candice. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this afternoon. I appreciate your time and continued best of luck with the project. Oh, thank you so much. It's very nice to meet you. 